Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Crowing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. That's what we do here on the Farm Show. Good morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke. Welcome to a Tuesday that's going to be full of a lot of sunshine. Daytime highs today should bounce up to around 81 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine and 82. Thursday, a good chance that we're going to see some scattered showers probably developing Wednesday night into Thursday. Daytime highs on Thursday, 77 degrees. We'll get the rest of that weather forecast when Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, joins us in a little bit. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, is also going to be joining us. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour is covering farm fields in both the western corn growing area and the eastern corn growing area. And boy, I'll tell you, Chip Flory, one of the leads of the group that went across South Dakota, is not impressed at all with that crop this year. You'll hear a little bit more about that, and I'm sure that John Heinberg will have some thoughts as well. Markets are responding very, very strong this morning in Chicago because of that boots-on-the-ground information. Stick around. Lots more farm news coming your way. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. There's a new boss in town at the University of Wisconsin-Madison College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, a proud graduate of that program down at the University of Madison. And uh, Pam, another uh, another lady is in charge at the college. You bet, Bob. She is fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest part of Madison. And I wanted to be one of the first on the list to get a chance to visit with Dean Glenda Gillespie. She comes to us from the state of Virginia, where she was a longtime instructor and uh, leader of that campus's agriculture movement. Uh, she's always been a part of the rural community, but agriculture wasn't necessarily where she expected her career to lead her. I decided that as we begin our new relationship with Dean Glenda Gillespie, we might as well find out where she came from and a little bit more on her background. I grew up in Gadsden, Alabama, which is a small town in northeast Alabama at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Wow. What led you? Did you know early on that you were interested in plant science, agriculture? I did not. Um, I was a member of 4-H for one year, and I participated in a lot of activities. I was a Girl Scout. Um, so I had affinity for, you know, some ag-related activities, but um, no, actually in college I um, majored in biology and I had the distinction as a plant biologist. I never took a college in undergraduate school in plants, mm. so my love of plants and ag happened later in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, from Alabama and then uh, through your academic career, then ultimately ending up in Virginia. Tell me about that career path mm-hmm. and how your career was revealed. 
Yeah, so um, I got interested in plants as a postdoctoral fellow when I lived and worked hmm. in California. And then, like most postdoctoral fellows, you need a real job. And so I applied for real jobs and got one at Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there for 24 years. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech is a land-grant public research one university so it has that in common with university of wisconsin but it's in a small town um, also it's in the appalachian mountains and so very different from madison um, it's a beautiful place great people so that's similar to madison mm -hmm. and um, yeah great colleagues i think that's very similar to the university of wisconsin mm -hmm. um, also the department that I was part of and that I led for seven years was part of the College of Ag and Life Sciences. Mm. And so that's a very similar college to the college that I'm running right. now. Right. And, um, and I love this type of college. It's full of diverse um, topics and people that, that are not just about one thing, but they're about, they encompass many things that are important to agriculture, society, people, et cetera. Like we said, your emphasis, a lot of your uh, professional work has been in the plant sciences area. Explain for people what areas you like to concentrate on. Yeah, so, so I've spent most of my career looking at how plants signal, um, how they respond to stress, and they use a chemical signaling language. Mm -hmm. And so we explored the words in that language. And about 10 years ago, um, it was revealed by other laboratories that one of the words in the language was really important for how plants sense and respond to phosphate. Mm. And now phosphate's a really important mm -hmm. issue for water quality in the state of Wisconsin and elsewhere. Um, and so in the last few years, um, my lab group has really moved towards how do we capitalize on that? How do we leverage that basic science to solve practical problems? So we're engineering plants that will hyperaccumulate phosphate with the idea that we can clean up um, mm -hmm. Uh, watersheds, mm -hmm. um, maybe even um, use these to treat hog lagoons, mm -hmm. manure, all mm -hmm. sorts of things. Are there certain types of plants that seem to be lending themselves as better? There are, and um, different plants take up different amounts yeah. of phosphate. The difference with what we're, what we've engineered is we force the plant to just keep doing that and doing that and doing that mm -hmm. and to ignore all the other implications. And mm -hmm. so, um, we've worked with a, an engineer who takes those plants and turns those into fertilizers that farmers can huh. use. Very small scale, um, very pilot studies, but mm -hmm. we'd like to be able to do that large scale. Mm -hmm. Is that work that you're going to bring to Madison? Yeah, that work is continuing at Virginia Tech for the next several months, um, and then I have a postdoc there that will come to Madison nice. and bring that with her. Nice. Now let's talk a little bit more about what intrigued you about Madison. Like you said, it's not necessarily the proximity to mountains, um, but uh, campus size it's similar. Tell me more about what intrigued you to want to be here. Well, the University of Wisconsin has stellar research in education programs. I mean, just um, incredible reputation. Also, this college is a mixture of agricultural science and life science, mm -hmm. and that's right in my wheelhouse, so to speak. And so that combination, the combination of that research um, excellence, and then the people here are fantastic. Um, another thing I should mention is the Wisconsin idea, which 
um, admittedly had not heard of before I applied for the job, but then when I started reading about this university and its commitment to moving um, things that are achieved here, knowledge, expertise, out to the state, I love that. That's kind of been a theme of my career. I've participated in lots and lots of science outreach, and so that just kind of sealed the deal for me. Nice, nice. You know, one of the m modes that help us with that is the extension program mm -hmm. Wisconsin's got. Did you know about our extension program? Did you know about how it's working on campus now? Yeah, it, once again, during the interview process, I read about that. It's interesting, land grants, different land grants um, have a different interface between, yeah. you know, what we, we call the College of Ag and Life Sciences and extension. So this is not a model that I'm familiar with, but I can see that it works for the state of Wisconsin. I will say um, one of the things I'm very proud of that I produce uh, pretty late in my career was an education program done in conjunction with extension. Um, and we had college students that would come and do research on campus at Virginia Tech, and then they would spend the second half of the summer at one of our research stations, which are run by extension. And um, that was just a really, that was an eye-opener for me. I formed some really great relationships with extension specialists and um, faculty who worked in the extension arena. Mm -hmm. Another uh, credit to you, again, we're with Dean Glinda Gillespie. She is our new Dean of the College of Ag and Life Sciences, is your model of recruiting new students. We've talked to many campuses in Wisconsin that have agriculture curriculum. Mm -hmm. Same question all the time. How can we get more students? And that even extends to the Farm and Industry Short Course, which is a mm -hmm. major part of this mm -hmm. campus history. Tell me a little bit about how you succeeded in Virginia doing that. Yeah, I think I'm a very student-centric leader. Um, education is what attracts most people to to get a, a higher education yeah. degree. And um, so at Virginia, I was involved in really taking um, a department that was full of excellence um, and had great students and really just helping faculty and staff see what they could be um, with just a few little tweaks. And so I'm hoping to, to do something similar here. Mm -hmm. I think it happens. Um, not necessarily because of leadership, um, but because faculty and staff and students want to see change and they want to see things happen. And so I understand, and th this is an issue all over the United yes, States with, with ag schools about how we, how we attract students and how we engage them once we're here. I will say a couple things about this college that are really great. Um, the alumni care a lot yes. and they're highly engaged and they, what I've heard from the alumni that I've spoken with thus far is this sense of what a community CALS is and this is what college students are clamoring for today. So one thing that we will be doing is putting that front and center that, that when you come to CALS, CALS is a good home mm -hmm. um, and we'd really like to see students have places, spaces, and other routes so that they really can benefit from that community and good home within CALS. Yeah, I know the phrase mentoring comes up. That seemed like something that you really found successful. Yeah, both ment uh, mentoring of faculty, staff, and then also right. students, both undergrad and grad students. And I think every bit of energy you put into that pays you back tenfold because you get yeah. these highly engaged 
citizens and departments, colleges, community that, that now feel empowered to help that community grow and develop. Well, God bless you for that because the people power is what we're proud of in Wisconsin. That being said, this university is also heavily research driven and that involves uh, monies from various sources. Paint for me a picture, uh, Dean Gillespie, on that terrain, available dollars out there. Are we seeing more since the pandemic? Suddenly people do not take their food for granted or the systems that get it to them. Tell me a little bit about your take on how UW-Madison is going to stay competitive in that arena for those grant and research dollars. Yeah, the, the landscape looks okay. Um, and research here is well positioned to, to capitalize. And it, you know, one, one thing I will mention is so much of research today is focused on solving big challenges, big yeah. problems. And I think here at University of Wisconsin, um, especially in cows, we're really poised to be able to bring different expertise together, both within the college and outside the college, to tackle, form big teams to tackle some of these big problems, and many of them are right in the ag domain, um, such as our soils. Um, mm -hmm you know, keeping them healthy, our watersheds, same thing, keeping them healthy, um, plant resilience, um, which is, is likely to be extremely important moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, so I'm a fan of facilitating faculty that want to form these collaborative teams, giving them the tools that they need so that they can go after large projects, large awards that will uh, allow them to do value added things in the research domain. Mm -hmm. Again, our first conversation with the new Dean of the College of Ag and Life Sciences on the UW-Madison campus. That's Dean Glenda Gillespie, and she is looking forward to meeting you. We'll have as much detail as far as events where she'll be in attendance as we can at MidwestFarmReport.com, fabulous farm babe on Facebook. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Window World. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. 
They say wood climbers don't see a block of wood. They see a mountain man in a fur hat and instinctively know what to whittle away to reveal what was always there. W.E. Davies is looking for good carpenters, the type of people who look at a stack of lumber and see a gazebo, those rare people who keep organized and on task while helping the rest of the team do the same. Yeah, they're asking a lot. They offer a lot. Come see if you're the one that they're looking for. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, and time for us to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is joining us this morning. I mentioned, uh, you know, yesterday we started off with kind of a little bit of spotty fog in certain areas. It, it looks pretty calm and comfortable out there this morning. It's pretty good, but there is a little fog here and there as well, Pam. I'm, I'm really understanding more toward La Crosse. The fog's kind of been hanging in. Uh, not the worst thing in the morning. Yes, it does mean kind of a dewy, wet, sloppy situation early in the day. But I expect that sunshine shines back out here again today, dries it up, makes it a pretty good day. The frontal boundary that we talked about in southern Canada, just south of the international border this morning, far northern North Dakota, northern Minnesota, up over Lake Superior. It hasn't brought rain in. There appear to be a few sprinkly showers in central parts of South Dakota. Could be one little area of rain in south central Minnesota. Nothing to be bothered by yet today. High pressure means a sunny, fine day. And another one into Wednesday. Then that front out of Canada finally will be able to wedge on in. Lacrosse may have a chance of a very late day shower Wednesday. The rest of us, it happens through Wednesday night or into the day Thursday. And not a big deal for rain, a tenth of an inch or two. Maybe just a little heavier over toward La Crosse, southeast parts of Minnesota, where up to a half inch could be seen. We cool it off a bit after some rain, warming it up again toward the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern Bioag Way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern Bioag offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern Bioag program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioag.com. Midwestern Bioag, better farming through better soil. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. Well, there could be some of that patchy fog. For the most part, though, becoming sunny today and very fine. Low 80s, 81 or 82. That's with the northwest breeze, about 5. We'll stay clear overnight, drop back down closer to 60, maybe an upper 50. Southwest winds at 5. Another sunny day Wednesday. Lower 80s, 82, 83. Southwest winds at 5. That slight rain chance lacrosse late Wednesday. For the rest of us, the scattered shower storm could pop up late Wednesday night, and the chance lingers into Thursday then. Partly sunny, a rain chance. Tenth of an inch, quarter of an inch of rain, more likely upper 70s than on Thursday. Rain ends upper 70s Friday, Pam, but maybe Sunday that next rain chance edges back in. All right, very good. Well, 
And we'll just have to wait and see. Get our rainfall reporters busy uh, within the next, uh, what, almost 24 hours, huh? Uh, Thursday will be the day we can talk about it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks. All right. See ya. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist with a quick update on what's happening as far as our weather is concerned for right now, anyhow. Uh, don't forget, uh, jot down that uh, talk text line number. You can use it anytime, and it doesn't have to be for rainfall reports. You can also just uh, share questions with me, subjects that you want us to focus in on. The number is 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. Use that as kind of your direct line of communication between you and the Farm Report staff. We're always here to answer. All right, we've got John Heinberg coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 kind of got to look at it from a Ziegler point of view and a customer point of view and get them into the piece of equipment that's going to benefit their operation. Well, we've really come to trust Ziegler, their support staff, their service trucks. We've had them working on our shop and a tractor till 2 in the morning to get it ready for the next day. When they come on your farm, they're going to stay until they get the job done. Ziegler's service allows us to be ready to run whenever we need to, rain or shine. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. People who call QC Kinetics are pretty much fed up with joint pain. It's to the point where it's affecting their quality of life. Maybe they can't pick up their grandchildren anymore or golf or play tennis or walk with their friends. Dr. Justin Garzone, medical director at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. The great thing about our therapies, there isn't any downtime. There's no side effects, so patients can get our treatment and continue on with their day-to-day life. And Dr. Garzone speaks from experience. He had excruciating back pain and got relief at a QC Kinetics clinic. Over a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I've had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. Some jewelry stores try to dazzle you with gigantic showrooms and tons of inventory, but honestly, you don't want to pay for the jewelry store. You want to pay for your custom piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry is proud of their quaint location and modest reputation for keeping their overhead low and their prices affordable. Allow William Thomas Custom Jewelry to help you create that one-of-a-kind piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
Wiseway Flooring's budget-friendly pricing beats the big box store every day. Wiseway stocks flooring by the pallet and the roll to get you better pricing. Our cash and carry discount saves you even more for a beautiful do-it-yourself floor. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our product pricing might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Are you looking for a fast-paced job in a fun and exciting work environment? Look no further than Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. We offer a wide range of job and shift availability in both part-time and full-time positions. Competitive wages and great benefits await you at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Visit us in person or check out our website to see all of our job openings. Make work fun and apply for a job at Madison's only casino. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. And from Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. And now we're in 2022 with a team that was expected to win 90 games this year, win the Central, and yeah, have they had some bad luck? Sure, they've had guys not necessarily play up to the back of their baseball cards. Have they had injuries? Yeah, we talked about how four of their top six pitchers have been down. But I can't get past the fact that when you look at the timeline that they're on, the window that they have, being a guy that's followed so closely saying, stick with this guy. Or how about even go back one further? Remember when all the fans were clamoring <laughs> for Josh Hader to become a starting pitcher? And I was like one of the only people on these airwaves. I was like, you'd be stupid I would to say move him out of a, a the, relief role. The only guy you never stuck with was Ryan Braun. And that was because he threw you in the trash. He threw the <laughs> remember when everyone was saying? I remember. I mean, my member berries, Rowdy. Yes, I remember. Josh Hader, need to make him a starter. And I literally said in, in 2017 summer, you just watch. Brandon Woodruff's going to be a way better starter than Josh Hader ever would be. I remember. He's probably going to be a two in their rotation sometime. I might have been low on Woodruff. He's probably a one. Yeah. I remember all But of no this. one ever mentioned any of that. I follow this all the time. To a T from the minor leagues, everything from basically 17 when I started working here. Like, don't get me wrong, Ebo. I was following it before them. Oh, yeah. But where you actually have a voice to say, hey, this is what they're doing. Hey, chill out. This is this is guys going to progress. And you've seen it all the way through and you've sat there and stuck up for guys that ended up being good or that you've seen flashes from. And what did the organization do to you? But you see now that all of a sudden when they're in first place by three to four games, they're approaching the trade deadline. They trade away 
their all-star closer. They don't go out and acquire a bat. They didn't do anything but essentially sell and punt on a season in which you're coming up to the end of this window and running out of time until you're going to have to go back, rebuild, and be a crappy team again. But you actually never, ever went all in. Never. How am I supposed to root for that? How am I supposed to get up to go watch a game? You you literally didn't see it through. You always kind of just dangled the carrot in front of the fan base. You kept it, dangling, dangling, dangling. To be completely honest, it annoys the crap out of me. When I finally, for since 2019, have been called, this is just an example, have been calling for guys like Keston Hira to get full, time, full playing time, to get full at bats, to finally see this through and to give them a shot at producing. And... Since 2019, the organization hasn't given him the real true opportunity of a full season to do that. Nope. But yet they continue to throw out guys like Christian Yelich that struggle at catching shallow pop-ups and then throwing it in. <laughs> they continue to go with a guy that it doesn't make any sense. But the thing that angers me the most is then, then you have you know these pundits these we'll say statewide pundits or beat writers that finally start pointing out that Keston here should maybe getting it at bats every day been pointing that out for or, years, Rubs. or maybe there is something about his reverse splits. I've been screaming about this for multiple years and now people start to glob on that. It's been correct. I've been here for years. And it's just annoying that you now saw them come towards the end of this window and they literally spit in your face. And then when counsel asked questions about it, he literally still won't talk about playing or giving Keston here a full playing time or that they're looking into things. Your team sucks. You're, what are you looking into? Your center field sucks. Christian Yelich sucks. What more is there to look into? <laughs> Rody, what more do you want? Maybe I'm jaded and has just come to the realization of a Brewers fan that they're never going to win a World Series. And this does it bothersome and troublesome? Yes, I. This was eventually and inevitably going to happen, anyways, for the Milwaukee Brewers. There's nothing more to look into. It's the end of this window. You didn't go all in. You well, punted windows. before going all in. This is why I have things. You know what? I throw my hat in the ring to be the next GM Ebo. And you know what my top <laughs> well, five things fan would now. do? You're a Brace fan now. Yeah, what's your top five? Yeah. One, top five. if I was to become the Brewers GM tomorrow, I move Christian Yelich any way possible. And if I can't come up with a trade partner, I literally consider just for my own pride and so I don't DFAM? have to watch it. I, how bad do you have to be before someone says, I can't even watch this anymore and just straight up cut them? A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. Aren't you taking this a bit far? The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Sunshine on the way for this Tuesday, 81 degrees. Sunshine tomorrow and 82. Thursday, 60% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms, 77. Then the sunshine background on Friday, 77 degrees. Glad you're along with us. I'm Pam Yankee. Don't forget, John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning to break down what the market's talking about. I can pretty much guarantee you that there is a lot of conversation happening on the Pro Farmer Crop Tour results that were announced yesterday. They've got different teams. One is in the Eastern Corn Belt, the other in the Western Corn Belt. This morning, we'll focus in 
on what they're seeing in the western Corn Belt, where heat and drought have been major conversations growers have been having. having rather. Chip Flory is going to give us a quick update on that. Stand by. So today is the 23rd day of August. Let's see. On this day, back in 1904, snow chains were patented. They came out of New York State. The patent for snow chains by the United States Patent Office has snow chains that were attached to tires of vehicles to improve their traction on snowy and icy roads and, you know, higher elevations especially. They're still using those snow chains today, patented on this day back in 1904. And happy birthday to actress Barbara Eaton. I dream a genie. She's 91 years young today and still going. And now you know. Well, like I said, we want to kind of keep an eye on what's happening with that Pro Farmer Crop Tour that started this week across the eastern and western Corn Belt. Chip Flory is with Pro Farmer, and he is leading the western edge of that conversation. And he says that the heat stress that they've seen in South Dakota corn is actually a little alarming. We had some terrible ear counts today. I had the lowest ear count in 60 foot of row today at nine. It was terrible in that field, but that wasn't the case in every field. And our ear counts are down almost 9% from a year ago, but there's that grain length. It's the same issue that Brian found over in Ohio, the grain length off 16.8%, big dive to it, down to just five and a quarter inches. The yield estimate coming in down 21.8% from a year ago, 26.7% from the three-year average. That is tough. You can tell that the crop was stressed early in the growing season. You can tell that the crop was stressed at pollination, didn't pollinate on the tip or on the butt of the ear. So there were big-time pollination issues. And then it's been pushed after pollination as well. It's not just one single factor that has hurt that South Dakota crop. It is a full-season lineup of problems that we've dealt with. That's Chip Flory. He is one of the leads on the western edge of the Pro Farmer Crop Tour that really started out in South Dakota yesterday as well as into Nebraska. He says conditions got worse in South Dakota as the crop scouts traveled from north to south. He said the best-looking crops are north of I-90 this year, which is not typical for South Dakota. If you switch from corn to soybeans. He said their yield numbers are also dropping. Pods in a three-foot row totaled 631.5 compared to 696 last year. He said in a three-by-three-foot area, that number was 871.4 compared to 996 last year. So again, uh, that soybean crop that South Dakota is looking at is well below the three-year average. Uh, So they're still struggling and are going to continue to struggle with weather elements that have already impacted that crop. Tomorrow, we'll take a closer look at what's happening in the east as far as their crop projections are concerned. That conversation right there is driving our numbers up in overnight trade as far as corn and beans are concerned. Numbers are next. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chump Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. 
McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bopeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bopeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. You were just hearing comments from Chip Flory that Pro Farmer Crop Tour was in the western leg of the Corn Belt. They won't come into Wisconsin, but I'll tell you what, if they did, I think they'd be impressed with the crop we've got growing out there. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday, 94% of our corn was at the silk stage. 11% of the corn had already reached the dent stage. 77% of our corn rated good to excellent statewide. That's down one percentage point from last week. 96% of our soybeans were blooming, and 84% of our soybeans already were setting pods. The condition on our soybeans, 78% good to excellent, up one percentage point from last week. Potatoes, 15% of that crop has already been harvested, but we're lagging behind both last year's harvest pace and our five-year average. The condition of our potatoes, 89%, good to excellent. So something else to think about besides uh, what's going on with Pro Farmer Crop Tour. But their numbers are driving the trade up in overnight activity on all of our commodities. Right now, we've got December corn that's currently trading up 15 cents at 644 and a half. November soybeans are up 11 cents, 14.45 and three quarters. September wheat's up 11 cents at 781. December wheat up a dime, 798 a bushel. No change yesterday on barrel or block cheese. Double A butter that gained eight cents in a day to 302 a pound. September milk right now is up 17 cents at 2013 weight. October milk's up 26 at 20. 3,500 weights. We'll be talking markets with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, in just a moment. Don't forget, uh, this Saturday is the Wisconsin Herefords Virtual Farm Tour. They are going to have guest speakers as well as uh, previews of virtual tours of different Hereford operations across the state of Wisconsin. It's going to be at uh, Double Days Banquet Hall in Cottage Grove this Saturday. Find details on the Wisconsin Hereford Association's Facebook page, and please do get registered. Next week, we've got the UW Ag and Soil Field Day at the Arlington Ag Research Facility. That's basically going to be all day Wednesday, August 31st. And don't forget, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin hosting in part some twilight meetings around the state of Wisconsin, a great place to try to bring your local elected officials, learn a little bit more about the goals of a lot of our Wisconsin dairies when it comes to sustainability practices. Find more details about those events at pdpw.org, pdpw.org. Hopefully I'll get a chance to catch up with our friend uh, Shelly Meyer from Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin to give you a little bit more meat on the bones on the programs they're hosting. Well, what meat's on the bones for the market to pick at today? John Heinberg joining us live next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Want to make a career change? L.W. Allen Electronics, a division of SJE, is growing, and they need great people like you to join their team. They're a leader in water and wastewater management and are hiring for multiple positions, including electrical panel technician, field service technician, design engineer, and software engineer. Join an industry in demand, a job that is stable and secure, with competitive wages, full benefits, and a great team. A career at SJE could be just what you need. Apply now at sjeinc.com slash careers. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. When remodeling your home, you don't want some silly goose in charge of your plans. Meet Adam of AF Construction. He grew up in a Wisconsin family of skilled craftsmen working side by side with the best. Hundreds of happy homes endorses detailed attention to distinctive projects. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, this morning there is enough news in the marketplace or influencing our markets that uh, we probably could spend at least a good hour or more visiting with John Heinberg. We don't have that much time, so let's get right to it. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on this Tuesday morning. Let's talk a little bit first out of the shoot. Uh, the Pro Farmer Crop Tour is underway, John, and regardless of your affiliation uh this is the first real boots on the ground information that traders are getting and they're reacting this morning yeah we're seeing some good strength in the grain markets on the overnight with a bunch of different headlines beyond the pro farmer tour but you know they're out and uh, final numbers came in for them for south dakota as well as ohio they'll continue moving uh, you know toward the center here over the next couple of days when they get their final real number out on on friday after the market closes but you know south dakota 118 bushels per acre you know usda's at 147 you know ohio they had at 174 bushels per acre on corn usda's at 190 so you know they're finding some numbers you know especially on that eastern side we knew the west was poor okay but on that eastern side where things are looking a little bit better at least in terms of conditions you know that we're seeing uh, some the impact of probably heat more than the lack of water so that's a big pack a factor in the markets this morning and then like i said we got a few other things that came out too on the overnight uh that just helped bring in some buying support uh plus just adding some good money flow into the market here you know i mentioned it earlier that wisconsin's sitting in kind of a sweet spot as far as our crop ratings because uh the crop ratings report for many others was not very good yesterday. 
Yeah, Wisconsin crops continue to look great. Actually, I spent some road time this weekend driving up to Rochester, Minnesota from the Milwaukee area, and I saw really good things all the way up on that route. You know, and again, we still have the highest rated corns and beans in the nation right now in terms of those crop quality conditions. And then from what I saw this weekend, again, I can, I can, I can see that very easily as things look, at least from the roadside, very, very good. Now, we have to, we, we've got a lot of information here, folks. It's all working simultaneously. Now, let's talk about the news in China yesterday. Uh, they're, they're experiencing some tremendous heat, heat that's impacting their production of a lot of different goods, including automobiles. Uh, they're shutting down some power grids. At, that's playing in on this market as well, John. Yeah, it is. Uh, the issues in China with the drought situation and the heat that's going on at this time frame, one of their worst uh, heat waves in, in decades basically coming through, uh, obviously putting some pressure on the crop production. That's what kind of turned the market around last week in the grains as we saw some money start moving in, just the anticipation of more demand coming there. But on the industrial side, like you said, there's energy concerns going on over there. So Some of their key rivers are losing water capacity, so it's Im- impacting how they can generate electricity. So that's seeing some shutdowns that could come back in those supply chain issues. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, we talk about all this kind of coming together at the same time. And then we also have to take a look at the latest milk production figures that came out. Uh, Wisconsin takes a little bit of a step back. Really, the major dairy producing states as a group take another step back. Uh, they did overall. We did see July milk production go up, tick up slightly from month to month, but at 0.3%, but not a major jump in that regard. And again, a little bit over last year's production, you know, and the things we're watching there. So that was a little bit friendly to the market, at least after the week, rough couple of days that we had, seeing a little bit of price support here this morning. One biggest thing, though, I'm watching and, and need to keep an eye on here is what's going on in terms of the cold storage report and those cheese stockpiles. That report came out yesterday afternoon and basically, uh, you know, total cheese stocks in the United States are up 1% month over month, up 5% from last year. And that's still going to be a driver of price. You know, we did have a nice little bounce in the milk market here. Not sure if it was a, a, just a bounce in a down market or was it a turn? We'll have to see. You know, maybe we're getting range bound here with 21 on top, 1950 on the bottom in these front months at this time frame. Yeah. Now, uh, I bring all this into play because we need to remember risk management, both on the corn and bean side. Again, like you said, we're sitting in a pretty nice spot overall as far as Wisconsin's concerned. And then as far as dairy is concerned, we can't get overly confident on where these markets are going to be going. So take me wherever you want to take us, John, when it comes to risk management tools to be addressed. You know, when these windows come up like this, and I talked about this yesterday with a few a uh, few people I work with, and, you know, just say, you got to market your crop on the grain side of things. Okay, yes, there's issues in Nebraska, there's issues in South Dakota, That's gonna they're going to have a very regional corn market for cash markets next year because the supplies aren't there and demand's good. That's not going to be the case here in Wisconsin. You're going to have a lot of competition for with those bushels being out there that's going to probably make a big, big impact on price. So make sure, again, you're marketing your crop what you got in front of you and what you're going to possibly be putting together. There's still good value. We're back poking at the 640, 650 window for corn today, you know, back to 1450 on the bean side today. So there's good value sitting there. Make sure you're taking advantage of that. Same thing in the milk market. When you get those opportunities to lock some things in, you know, right now the trend is lower and we know how fast that milk market can move if things turn south. Uh, Make sure you're on top of your game and, and make sure you keep price flexibility in. And using those put strategies is still one of the best ways if you don't want to make those cash sales. Let me ask you, going back on grain, if, uh, you know, if I don't want to sell everything from the combine, uh, are we 
thinking at this stage in the game that storage is going to pay? You know, right now this market wants your beans early. They still want you to kind of hold the corn back a little bit because the supply is a little bit heavier. That's just the way the market's pricing things in. We want beans in now, so they're going to be pushing, pulling for those to get those on the export boats to get them moved overseas here as soon as we start harvesting them. So watch that in the cash market. You know, so, but again, storage for corn. At least we got a little bit of carry in the market right now. Make sure you somehow defend that carry. And again, those longer-term put strategies still seem to be the way to go out there in terms of keeping some of that value in this market, especially in these volatile times. Now, did you say we've got another USDA report out that we've got to watch for this week? Well, this morning, or actually last night, too, another number that's impacting the grains, we've got the USDA risk management numbers that came out in terms of prevent plant. And we saw corn prevent plant acres at 3.1 million. That's up 2.5 million from last year. And that's another reason we're seeing some bump in the market here that now those acres are down, production's down. This corn market might be realizing that that last carryout number the USDA gave us is still a little bit heavy. And then, like we said, risk management on our fluid milk uh, it, tools. You mentioned the puts, but also other tools, insurance products we ought to be watching. Yeah, make sure you again taking a look at those the, the insurance products that are out there. There's a lot of good tools for dairy producers to take take advantage of. Again, keeping price flexibility is still the key in my mind. You know, lock in those floors, protect yourself from the washout events, but be there and be ready to accept those uh, gains if this market wants to turn back around. Boy, it is. It, have you heard anything on shipping or anything like that, John? I saw some headline. They said that we could see a railroad strike coming up soon. That's something we are watching. There's a potential strike that could be starting to build here for, for the fall, and that would just have ripple effects across the market again in those supply chains. Hopefully it's something we can avoid, but you know, those things, uh, again, those geopolitical type events that are out there, those are things that are definitely on the radar right now, and that could definitely lock up some of the cash sales and the movement of the grains to the ports here, you know, especially at harvest time when the, you know, those fresh supplies are coming in, and if those rails are slowed, you know, that is one of those main ways that we get these bushels moved around this country. Well, and that is always when it happens, whether it's a port strike or a rail strike. It always happens when we turn to those systems for critical transportation arteries. Very good, John. Tell them how they can get a hold of you again. Sure, I'd love to talk with them anytime. Give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And again, don't forget about that website, totalfarmmarketing.com. All right, buddy. Take a breath. We'll catch up with you next week. I appreciate it, John. Sounds good. Have a good week. All right, John Heinberg joining us live this morning. Like I I told him, we were going to try to get 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack, and indeed, I think that's exactly what we did. You got questions on any of the things that John talked to you about, then you definitely have to catch up with him. Like he said, totalfarmmarketing.com is his website. John H. at totalfarmmarketing.com, his website. Or call him, 800-334-9779. I do it fairly often, 800 334-9779. But like you said, you definitely can't afford to ignore these markets. And God has blessed us with good crops in Wisconsin. Let's make sure we're making the most of it when it comes to the marketing opportunities that are out there. All right, tomorrow we are going to visit with a young lady that's a recent new staff member with the Wisconsin Beef Council. Grace Link is her name, and she's the compliance officer for the Wisconsin Beef Council. They're launching a new product, a new campaign, I should say, to allow beef producers that are selling direct to consumers to maybe find a bigger market and, in turn, helping consumers connect with those beef producers. We'll catch up with you tomorrow 